there's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Right. Welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh, and we're here with Jim Price. And hey Jim. Yes. Jim. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Do you remember that one song? I think it's called 99 Luft Balloons. Luft Balloons. <laughs> That's right. Well, it's scary, folks. Now, do you know what that song's about, Jim? Um... Actually, you know, there was some, when I, when, okay, so I grew up in the 80s, and uh, we didn't get the backstory to a lot of this, so we got to make it up. So go with the version that should be real instead of what I've imagined or the people told me. (laughs) Okay, so. (laughs) I'm not trying to push it off on you, but I'm just saying, like, you know, there's some things that we didn't quite get right when we were younger, because we had to make it up. We didn't have the internet. So, anyway, go ahead. So, it was, it actually happened during a 1982 concert. Um, by Rolling Stones in West Berlin with Nina, uh, Nenya, the the uh, the band's guitarist Carlo, um, right. noticed that people were releasing balloons, and he watched them move towards the horizon. He noticed them shifting and changing shapes, and they looked like a strange spacecraft. Mm. So he thought, what would might have happened if they floated over the Berlin Wall to the Soviet sector? Oh, this is and not so, allowed. Right. So basically what happens is the balloons were, in a sense, mistaken as UFOs, causing a general to send pilots to investigate. Finding nothing but balloons, the pilots put on a large show of firepower. The display of force worries the nations along the borders, and war ministers of each side encourage conflict to grab power for themselves. In the end, a cataclysmic war results from the otherwise harmless flight of the balloons and causes devastation on all sides without a victor. So that's the what what can trigger the World War Three effect, right? The, there, there we were in the middle go. of the Cold War back then, so there was the whole, you know, we were still doing the, you know, kill a commie for mommy and all that stuff back then. So we were very, <laughs> we were, we were very much anti-Russian at that point. Well, you know, but you that's know, back really, when Ukraine was part of Russia. So anyway, well, you know, it's that, really interesting too because. You know, during World War II, uh, high-altitude high balloon was, uh, was used as a methodology of delivery for right. various bombs. And so the idea would be to take, like, 100 balloons and fly them high-altitude into enemy territory because their surface-level guns would not be able to target all of the 99 balloons. And when they popped mm. the balloons with them, they would drop the munitions Nice. And so, also, it's one of the top delivery methods for an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or even right. a nuclear weapon. So imagine this. Well, what China just did, and I know China's coming out saying, oh, it's a civilian research balloon and eh, hogwash. <laughs> well, what, yeah, China we, was running just, a test, Jim. We don't want to violate any rush, you know, international laws. We're just, you know, oops, our balloon. Oh, Mommy, get my balloon for me. I mean, whatever they're saying. Sorry. Right. So people are saying that this is being utilized to collect data and intelligence, and maybe it was, but they would utilize satellites for these that, that type of reconnaissance. My right. thoughts and theories are this. 
is over the last few years, we've had major, oh, sorry, minor, minor various different cyber attacks testing the network and infrastructure Mm -hmm. of the United States Mm -hmm. of America. This includes the NOTAMs uh, going down. This includes LAX Airport. Um, right. With the 190 Malaysia. plus food processing manufacturing plants that have caught on fire, all about cyber vulnerabilities. Right. This balloon was specific in the sense of China testing the U.S. vulnerabilities. So they flew this over the Arctic Circle through to the see Aleutian what Islands. Systems would monitor it over Canada to the United mm-hmm. States directly over basically NORAD. Oops. Or our nuclear missile silos, okay? Oops. At Maelstrom's. So I'm sorry. What they just showed was that mm-hmm. a slow-moving, high-altitude balloon becomes undetectable by U.S. Thwarted. air defense. Thwarted the American defense system. Sometimes right. it's the easy. It's a paperclip. You don't always need a grenade. Now it, it's <sighs> interesting that they just did this because number one. Uh, McCarthy is going to Beijing. The Speaker of the House is going to Beijing. Blinken was on his way to Beijing. Blinken has now postponed. Now, if you remember what happened before McCarthy came into, uh, was going over there, Xi Jinping and the CCP came out and said that we hope you respect the China first policy and that you stay the heck out of our business with Taiwan. So this right here was a warning by China to the United States of America. Look, hey, we just put a balloon over the center of the United States of America right on top of your nuclear missile poundages farms. of equipment hanging right. there that just floated, drifted just wherever. And it says it has mild uh, navigating uh, abilities. Yep. So, so yeah, come on. this is their warning. If we can do this with a slow-moving, high-altitude balloon, think what we can do with a hypersonic aircraft delivery system. The 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 Thor ham the Thor thing the uh, that whole the hypersonic you know they're just using that rods metal. of gods. Yeah, those are. If people actually looked into the, how those actually work and what what inertia really is and what like things put into motion can really do. Um, that's just a metal rod that can create bigger, a bigger impact than we've ever seen, uh, really in modern times. And it is real and it can be done and it will be here before we could even really detect it as actually happening. So there's a lot of stuff out there that we got to be careful, you know, how, how often that we kind of do things. But again, guys, we've, we, we, we play this game and I don't know why politicians thinks it's necessary to just do that. I mean, I, I don't know why we do this. What What is the dance? Okay, so both you and I have been in the military. I worked in de- as a defense contractor. You worked on the tech side of things. I mean, seriously, we've seen some things go on and seen the government doing things. And, like, why are you just provoking? Like, what are you doing? Like, this is you just taking a stick, you know, poking the stick at the tiger, and then you get all mad because the tiger wants to bite you. Like, what do you? What do we think it's going to happen if we just – I mean, I, I don't know. Are we – is China really going to come over and take over the soil of America? Is that what we're trying to say, that, you know, in the annals of history that they're going to try to invade us? What, what is the purpose of this? I mean, we've got our boundaries. We've got what we have. What are we really doing except fighting over some third world countries in the Middle East? 
Well, exactly. Well, they're not fighting over countries in the Middle East. They're fighting over resources, rare earth minerals, energy. It's about liberty. We're setting them free, Josh. Come on. What are you talking about? No, no. It's It's always been about resource allocation. I know. Every war on this planet is about one of two things, resources or control of people. That's it. Simple as that. And so this balloon thing, and it's like I'm looking at the headlines right now, top Biden officials make major change of plans as China China balloon controversy unfolds. Um, They are not going to shoot it down. They'll probably shoot it down right when it gets over uh, the the Atlantic Ocean. But there's a second one up in Canada still headed down. And what? Oh, yeah, there's a second one. (laughs) What are we doing, folks? Stop the madness. All right. Go ahead. Tell me about the second one. Well, the second one's still over Canada. Canada's air defense had notified NORAD that they had uh, they oh, were tracking they? that one yesterday. Uh, That's but, of them. But I want what about the Chinese understand? troops that have been camping out in Western Canada for the last five years? No, that's what about the, those? Well, no, hold on, hold on. All right, that all right, was all right. that was back in 2014 to about 2016. Right. There is no okay. proof or evidence that they're actually still there. They were training with the Canadian military. Right. Um, on the Canadian border, close to Montana, right? Okay. But uh, there's no evidence <laughs> or proof that they're still there. Okay. That was a All long right. time well, ago. Well, there's no UN facilities in America either, so don't worry about that. That's fine. <laughs> they're, they're, you know, we're, they're just, hey, we're the government and we're here to help. You know, we just want to make your lives better. What well, are, Jim, the, what are so, the guys that have the badges going to figure this out? Anyway, go ahead. So... If we start looking at it, if you're listening to Glenn Beck, he's talking about the major cyber event, which I've been talking about uh-huh. as well. This is the World Economic Forum, the poly crisis. We know that in the next 24 months, there's probably going to be a major cyber event. Uh-huh. Now, what would be one of the best ways in the world to take out the United States of America in one fell wow. swoop? An EMP. An EMP, EMP. A, high, a high aloft EMP that radiates over thousands of miles with one little poof, and it's over. That's it. Instantaneously. And that's exactly what we just saw was a delivery methodology for exactly that. Because you know what? The next time China does that, they're going to send about 10,000 balloons. And you got to pick the one that's the bad one, right? What about Think about how we do the fly-by-wire in these airplanes. If you have an airplane that's aloft and you do not have a control cable to the stabilizers to the wings to the landing gear if you don't have a wire that actually a crank that actually works the different parts that big uh, bus in the sky it don't don't go nowhere when the emp goes it just falls it falls out of the sky because you have no longer have control of anything in the aircraft that yoke is dead well that's that's also, right there should be yeah, for, that yeah. should make everybody think about fly by wire tesla's other things like that now think about this: is if let's say that they they launched a thousand balloons towards the U.S., right? Let let's just say that they drop these out of a supersonic high altitude aircraft, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine this: a high altitude supersonic aircraft flies over the central United States. We don't right. detect it because it's one of their stealth craft. It releases right. these balloons, which are about right? the let's size say 100 of a hundred. They're they're small, so they're not very. Well, big. no, they're about the, the, the one that we just witnessed was about three school buses in size. But I'm I'm going to discuss this. It, it, 
I'm going to discuss the strategy here when we get back of what I think what they were doing and what they were testing. We'll be right back with more Dark Light Show after this. Would you like to ride in my beautiful balloon? We could float among the stars together, you and I. For The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical-free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. <laughs> Did you ever see an elephant fly? <laughs> well, I seen a horse fly. Oh, I seen a dragon fly. <laughs> I seen a house fly. <laughs> <laughs> I seen all that too. I seen a peanut stand. All right, back with the Dark Delight Show. And Jim, this is kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, Donald Trump had just called for Biden to shoot down the balloon. Do you want to know right. why the military is not shooting down the balloon? They don't want to give off their strategic uh, balloon taking down skills? No, but uh, no, no, think about this. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, but think about this. If there's a payload on that balloon, Mm-hmm. When you shoot it down, that payload will go down to the ground and have a poten- potential to blow up. So yeah. go back to the theory of releasing. And by the way, these things are as like big as three you know school buses. 
Right. And so the do this is you would have to have a, like a – if you were doing it from a hypersonic vehicle or something like that, you release like 10 of them, right? Right. And they unravel. They fill up with their compressor. It would take a while. Eventually, they would slow down. They would be balloons. They would float to their target, be designated there. And once they get shot down, mm-hmm. then they drop their payload. That's, That's the key. when the ignition goes off, or That's whatever right. trajectory may. If it has a trajectory that makes it accelerate towards the ground, um, then it's un, you know then you can't get it. You can't get a second shot off, right? So if you see that, then something discharges comes out of it. But if it's rocket propelled to run to the ground, I mean you're you're not going to catch it. So, um, but here's the thing too: is like you think about when we when you're talking about a loft, you're not talking about thirty thousand feet. You know, we're talking about tens of thousands of feet higher than that, an effect where there can be a, at a lighter atmosphere and a lighter gravity effect. You know, there's a lot can go on in that, and it will not lose its altitude as well. You know, there's all these different things that guys were. And what's the one thing that they had to do? You talked about this with Kirk Elliott this week. What's the one thing they got to do? What's the one thing they got to do to get rid of to, so we don't pay attention to the currency thing going on? What is that? What'd you okay, say? Distractions. Got a war. We gotta go to yeah, war. Gotta go to war. We gotta get a big war. We gotta get everybody all excited. And here's the problem: everybody says it's Chinese. How do we not know it's our not our own? We know about we know about all the stuff, the Bay of the Pigs. We know about all the different things that they've done. All this different shiny object crap to try to get us into different you know wars and things across this globe. And we know about nine eleven. We know about all this stuff that all the subversion, all this stuff. Why? How do we really think that this is? Has someone bothered to go up there and check and read the markings on the side and say, "Oh yeah, it's China." Well, I, I'm pretty sure that they used uh, one of their satellites, and uh, the tag on the side of the balloon said "Made in China." Oh well, yeah. So is everything else. So that- <laughs> well, no, but China's actually China officials have actually came out and said, "Oh, yep, that's ours. It's a civilian, civilian." Uh, balloon information gathering I, balloon. I thought civilians <laughs> don't do anything without China's approval because everything in China is owned by China. Yeah, the the weather yeah. research airship had blown off course due to the weather. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's what they're saying. My, man, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. Well, Come but on, this folks. is also interesting because you know. Uh, one country spy, you know, something like this, spying on another country, th- this can be taken as an aggressive act, massively mm-hmm. aggressive. Why is China doing this? I mean, here, here's the thing. If, if China really wanted to spy on, you know, uh, <laughs> Maelstrom Air Force Base and look at the nuclear silos and facilities or anything like that, right. they would use satellites. This was not about collecting intelligence. This was this about how simple. They think we are. This was like, about oh, pointing out vulnerabilities. That's it's right. Kind of a spy on us. Oh. This was a threat and a warning to the United States. We can touch you in the center of your country at any no point touchy. in any time. No touchy. Well, so again, this is again, this is the useful idiots of of those that will panic over the wrong things, and then fall into the trap of watching the red flag. Remember, we talked. We've been, I've been saying this. I mean, I've been saying it on my show for well, I, it's a part of my intro even. Red flags will be popping off, and they have been. We've had the school shootings. We've had the Walmart shootings. We've had the every time there needs to be some type of gun regulation thing go through. Every time they want to do some more of this, oh, we got to spy at you a little bit more. How about the whole idea that the United States federal government's tracking people who didn't get the vaccine? I mean, there's this is, guys, this is all part of this. 
And we've got to be careful how far we go down. I mean, yeah, we want to be fully informed, right? We want to go down and find out what's really going on here. But what is the shiny object that they're making us look? Look in the sky. There's a balloon. And then whack, you know, he hits you in the shin. Where, where, where is this going to go, right? Where, so is this the money play? Is this the lockdown play? I mean, Uncle Joe tried to say he wanted it bombed out of the sky, but the military said no. So now we've got the weakness of the president. So is that the 25th they're going to get rid of him on? I mean, see how this stuff just like – it's just like so interconnected. It doesn't it, – it doesn't not touch. Does that make sense? Like everything that we can talk about in this, food supply, eggs, the, you know, the antibodies and egg yolk and all this other stuff, all this stuff touches. And then here comes a balloon. Yeah, like what? What do you like? That's right, gonna right. Be the All this information is coming up about Moderna and Pfizer and Merck mm-hmm. and oh no, oh. look over here. Yeah, yeah, that's not what we were doing. We were doing something different than that. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It's not. You, we, we, but yeah, that's uh, came out that that whole thing. The uh, April one, twenty twenty two. The uh, information come out that they're now tracking to make sure that the under vaccinated and unvaccinated. They're tracking those people as well. When you go to your doctor's office, the doctor records and sends a message to the um, government saying you did not take the jab jab. So that's fine. Your doctor's now a spy for the federal government that you didn't take the government chemical when you go to the doctor. That's mm-hmm. this is out there everywhere. They're going. This is information being collected by the WHO, the Centers for Disease Control. I mean, wh- why? Get out of my life. That's why we talk about. Like, okay, so we had uh, we had our guest on yesterday. She's talking about natural cures. Don't go to the doctor, folk. I don't know how to do that. I don't how do we how do we not do that when we know that there's things that the doctor can help us with, but then there's other things that. Which way do you go on that? So now we got to worry about EMPs. Do is there enough tinfoil on Earth for me to put it over my house? How do I keep myself from what, what kind of Faraday cage do I have to put together to keep myself safe from what's coming? Well, exactly. And, and the question is, is what is coming? And what I would suggest is coming, and by looking at all this stuff and understanding the, the global firestorm event, which I've been tracking for a while, is that mm-hmm. we are going to have most likely a massive cyber event Okay, targeted at our electrical grid. Okay, when that occurs, then you're going to see an EMP. And then you'll see 99 red balloons coming (laughs) over the Canadian border. It was like a cartoon about that. Rise of the Valkyries? Yeah. It's like, yeah. We're going to go uh, – anyway, I'll have to think about it. There's, it's one of those things, a catchy little tune. But anyway, but this is a sad thing. I mean, and what? Are, who is it going to really help at the end of the day? The elites who reshuffle the deck, who go back and reset the board of risk. You know, they're in there doing their border control like, oh, okay, well, you'll give you a little bit of this and you give a little bit of that. And then those of us that are down here doing our best to love our kids and, and create the, the legacy of having grandkids and, and having a little piece of, of America – you know we're gonna be we're gonna be screwed around in this. Like we're just pawns being pushed off. So we have to figure out how do we get out of that system so that we're not affected by that system when that system crashes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, get away. Yeah, but no, I, I I definitely do see that we're headed towards some major cyber event, possibly even an EMP type of event, and uh, it it's going to destroy 
destabilize our current economic, socioeconomic structure. And with right. that, it is going to prompt in war with the BRICS alliance. Hmm. <sighs> and see, and that's, that's where we turn into the axis of evil, right? So we have, okay, so if Germany's going over there, Russia's going over there, China, India, that's kind of that whole, you know, South Asian Pacific thing, Australia, they're going to stay out of it to the last minute. Uh, now we got Germany. So now who's with us then? Who's who's us? Canada, uh, England, France, uh, what? Who? Spain? Like who do we got? Who who do we have that's going to be the us against them? And that whole axis of if things change in that direction. Well, I mean, that's the problem. Is if that actually happened? If if an EMP came out from a foreign actor or adversary, mm-hmm. um, it would be over. There is no kinetic war to even fight because within three months we would run out of supplies, we would run out of munitions, we would run out of raw materials, and we wouldn't be able to survive. So, right. you know, 65% of all of our supply chain comes from the BRICS nations. It'd be over. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right for this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. Oh, God, Jim. What have you started? That's my callback. All right. So, Jim, the the question is, (laughs) is how do we prepare? If this is really happening, if... This is going to happen. If we're looking at complete financial economic meltdown, societal meltdown, if we're looking at global systematic collapse, if we're looking at an EMP or, or potentially even nuclear weapon or, or, or a major cyber attack, whatever it might be, we know something's going to happen. So right. with that being said, what do you think we should do? What are the steps that we take? Well, I mean, pretty, honestly, if you're thinking of those kind of things that where we like – an EMP will be, take us back to – 1900s, like early 1900s, where we, everything was still mechanical, everything was still, you know, oil lamps, things like that nature. We really hadn't fully adapted to the industrial age of, of the electricity, of natural gas, and those kind of things. So in reality, if you don't have some of the, you know, camping skills, uh, I would say, you know, when you want, you want to play homeless and let's go camping. Um, I know I'm being a little facetious there, but in reality, it's going back to knowing how to, you know, create the uh, the antibiotics through with honey and uh, oregano and those kind of things. It's knowing how to start a fire, how to keep a fire, how to maintain heat, how to uh, pure, uh, cure food, uh, different things like that. So those those old school uh, were just about a generation out of the generation who fully knew how to cure meat, who fully knew how to do those things. And uh, we really got a, a generation of lost people. If this happens, 
Uh, you've got to know how that, you know, the fact that basically everything you demand on water pressure, natural gas, all those electronic things, uh, your furnace won't work anymore because inside your furnace is a computer board. If an EMP goes off, your furnace is not going to work, no matter if there is natural gas. So how do, you, how do you maintain heat? How do you maintain survival at that point? That's just the survival portion of it. But what do we do if there is a catastrophic effect globally? That changes. That, 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 you talk about resetting the board. And then we go back to the idea, is this another try to you know, create a mass extinction effect where people have to, you know, you know, they have to think about, you know, how to survive, not so much just thrive. Right. Do you remember an NBC show about a decade ago called Revolution? Ooh, no. Uh-uh. Okay. This is post-post – it's a dystopian future, okay? Uh-huh. Post kind of apocalyptic. So basically what happens is everybody's going about their life as normal all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden planes start falling out of the sky. All the electricity right. goes off throughout the entire planet. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the like whole what world we just talked about with the airplanes, yeah. Right, yeah. The whole world gets pushed back to the, the 19th century um, overnight. And so 20, it fast forwards 20 years later. All right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got a group of people that are trying to work on kind of getting the electricity back on, trying to figure out what happened. They've been researching it for 20 years. But the world has basically succumbed into this dystopian future where warlords now control various different regions and districts that were once states in the United States, that right. towns kind of came together and, and formulated their own security forces. And that eventually over decades, you know, Corruption ensued and people centralized power and, and warlords and cartels basically ran things. Th- this type of idea. You're right. Um, right. But no in all deal. trade... Um, was, you're talking like Mad all, Max Beyond the Thunderdome stuff, right? Yeah, but a little bit more civilized. But it was, um, oh, yeah. you know, trade and barter <laughs> systems, these types, of, right. these types of things that that were set up. Right. Eventually, they find out what happened. And it was only, I think it was only one season. But eventually, they find out what happened is... DARPA was working with uh, a company, and they created this nanotech that mm-hmm. inhibited um, electro electromagnetic energy. So basically, it absorbed any electromagnetic energy around it. And the nanotech was accidentally released, and it self-replicated in the atmosphere, Oops. and basically shut off all electromagnetic radiation and, and absorbed any generator that was turned on, and basically stopped it all from ever happening. So this goes to the Elon Musk thing that he found out that um, that whole GPT thing, that chat GPT, mm-hmm. has has an, an effect where it will write a positive statement about uh, the potato in chief but will not write anything about Trump. Did you hear right. about that? I, I, I did see that. Yeah. That, that correlates into that where something's got out of control, something's got manipulated outside of what was initially supposed to be you know, something innocent. Mm-hmm. And now it's now it's being uh, manipulated. If you're saying there's this nano attack is to be able to go in there, that's the same idea. I mean, we, we it feeds into your stuff. And what if we really don't need an EMP? What if it's just there's a time bomb and everything that we have is electronic, and everything we have electronically is the EMP? That anything that our computers or whatever our tech is connected to actually that whole that whole thing just goes. They don't need to do a flash in the sky when they can just do wow. it through our technology we have now. 
that would be interesting to see that, but that would be easily detectable within modern technology and circuitry. But the idea here that I'm trying to bring about is that there's there's ideas out there how to survive these types of things. Number one is you want to have a way to defend yourself and your family. You want to have a, a, a mode of protection, something to to help yourself defend yourself. Maybe maybe one of the reasons why they want to take the guns away in this country is not because they're going to, you know, declare martial law or anything like that, but but because they want people defenseless when everything goes to poop, right? So you, yeah. you got to have a way, a methodology to defend yourself. Number one is really you have to have a plan. Have a plan if things go downhill. You know, hope for the best and expect the worst. But have a plan. Have a, a, a bug out bag. And, mm-hmm. you know, have a way, understand how to start fire during all different types of weather conditions. Know how to start a fire without a lighter, without gasoline, without a torch, Right. Understand right. the, the, the nature around you. Understand what's harmful in nature and what's good in nature. Know how to hunt your own food. Whether it's, you know, right. weeds or shrubs or berries or, or animals. Mm-hmm. Understand how to survive without electricity. I mean, that's one of the keys. Have an alternative mode of electricity. Right. You know, one of the things that people don't think about, Jim, is yeah. one of the things that an EMP does, an electromagnetic pulse, is it doesn't just turn everything off. It fries the electronic circuitry inside mm-hmm. of electronics. And so if those electronics are turned on and some of them that are even turned off, if the EMP is so large, it will fry those electronics. So people are like, well, I got a, a solar generator. Yeah, they have a computer in them. Mm-hmm. They have a computer yeah. in them. They'll be, they'll be fried. Your 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 house whole solar panels those will be fried. Um, and, and these these are the things they don't tell you, right? Right. Well, because everything again, it, it has to be because of the technology that it is, and it has to be ramped up so it's low voltage stuff. It goes into high voltage. There's all this circuitry to be able to monitor that so you don't overheat because most of us are not electronic wizards to be able to monitor how our solar panels are putting out electricity, all this different stuff. And then the idea that okay, well, if you have a modern you have a modern generator. Let's say you just bought it in the last few years. It's going to have a circuit board on there. Make sure it's not overheating. Make sure there's oil in it. Make sure that it's hit putting out the like you know right voltage and all that kind of stuff. So if you don't have something that's almost really like the old grandpa one, that's a clunky, really loud generator that's mm-hmm. just a pull cord and, a, and an armature, you really got to rethink what you're doing. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of this uh, this new technology. We're like, oh, I've got a gas powered you know house generator. It's no problem. Well, it's natural gas, not gasoline. Or, oh, I got a diesel one, but then it's also got to monitor for the diesel fuel and make sure it's not going to gel up and all these different things. So we you got to really you, know, you got to think about how did they do it old school? How was it back then when these guys were doing this stuff off of our, you know belts on the side of a, a tractor? Remember that how they used to have those big heavy weights, you know, flywheels on the side of a tractor to be able to run their grain elevators yep. and different things like that. The reason they did that is because that's how they got things done. Yeah, it seems a little dangerous, but we're here because they survived by doing those things. So, um, I don't know, guys. You kind of well. I mean, so I just, so what else? What 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 else would we be looking for? So we got we got the gold and silver. I mean, gold and silver. Right? Why why gold and silver, Jim? God, that's create commerce. That's create trade for the things that you don't have. It's either, and uh, the golden rule is he who has the gold makes the rule, but also who, he who has the brass 
is going to cover your butt there, right? So you got to have those things, gold and silver. Gold is for, uh, for bigger purchase. Silver's for, uh, you know, you can't buy a, a loaf of bread with a bar of gold, right? You got to have that silver change. And then you have to have the idea that you got to be able to protect yourself and the gold or silver you have. Uh, you have to have allies. You have to know your neighbors. If you don't know your neighbors, you might be fighting them. If your neighbors know that you got you got yourself put together and they hear your generator running, well, you might be a threat. You might be someone that they need to take mm -hmm. out. So if they've got brass and they don't have any food or gold or silver, they may come to you. So you have to be have that preparedness or the relationship with your neighbor that you can trust. See, this is going back to us saying, "Hey, we got to get together and do the garage." You know, uh, get some you know sudsy libations and say, "Hey, buddy, are we on the same team?" Exactly, and, and, and you know, here's the thing: collaborate with neighbors. You know, I mean, if there's one thing that we can all come together on, it's the fact that, hey, look, we, were, we live in a very volatile world. Right. Things can happen. If they're if they're liberals, they're going to say, hey, look, we got the threat of Russia. If they're conservatives, they're going to say, hey, we got the threat of of, of our government. <laughs> um, Great. But but either way, you both can come to the, the conclusion that, hey, look, we, we need to protect ourselves and, and bind together to do this. And so one thing that we did in, in this sense is um, you get to know your neighbors and you put together kind of a contingency plan is you identify in your neighborhood who has various skill sets. Who are the nurses? Who are the doctors? Who's uh, ha you know who's former military? Who has various different training? Who who has the best looking yards and gardens? Um, you know who's always growing food food each year? Who has the chickens or the goats or the cows? Mm -hmm. You know these are very important things because if you become friends with them, you'll survive. And if you have, know how to stand a post, right? That's right. All right, you know, we'll be back with more. Dark Delight Show, <laughs> right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it 
by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back with the Dark Delight Show. And look, we're, we're, not, uh, we're not the bearers of doom and gloom here. We're just kind of getting prepped because you know what? This Chinese balloon, as funny and comical as it actually is, is, very, is a very, very serious national security threat. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that another country just penetrated our airspace, our national security airspace, with a balloon that had electrical devices on it that could have mm-hmm. easily had an EMP delivery vehicle. Oh, yeah. Or a oh, it still movement. does. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, this is the time, my guys. This is these eye-opening moments. There was a lot of people who have heard this and seen this, and they're you know either they they blown it off as oh my country's taking care of it, or they they're joking it off. But there's a, there's a, the rest of us that really need to say hey look there's here's another moment in time where there's a timestamp. Here's something that's happening right in front of us, and just like you and Kirk were talking about, they need a war. They need a war to flush this debt down the toilet to do a reset so that you go to a new currency. So the war will be the distraction, the destruction of our, you know people and, and cities, and it's the erasing of history we're going to go through again, no different than the world's fairs or the world wars we've already had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I, I just say is have a plan. I think that that's the best thing that we can do out there is for people to understand to have a plan in case something does happen. Um, it, it's just always best to be prepared and, and to, you know, understand that there's three keys to survival in that type of world. Number one is defense, have a means mm-hmm. to defend yourself. Number two is water. You can't live without water, clean water. And, and, and there's people like, oh, dude, I live by Lake Ontario in Erie and listen, clean water. If if a radiation cloud hovers over Lake Ontario, that that water's done. You can no right. longer use that water. You need to have access to clean water, right? Yeah. And the beautiful thing about Western New York, a lot of the people that are listening here, is there's underground springs which has plentiful amounts of of spring water. So, but how do you how do you clean that spring water? How do you sanitize it? All these types of things. So chlorine dioxide, these types of things. Yep. Just ideas that people should be thinking about. Uh, food, right? You know, have access to food. Um, right. And, and know when to leave. I think that that's one thing is that there is a, a lot of research that we did back in the early 2000s when Barack Obama came in the presidency. When I was in the military, a lot of us sat down. And this is former mil- guys who were in the military at the time, and we discussed these topics of what we would what would happen if this world went to civil war or whatnot. And one of the things were that if there's a major type of event like we're talking about right now, 
the major mm-hmm. cities will start to empty out. People will leave the cities because the supply chain will run out and crime will ensue. So people will begin leaving because they're hungry and they're thirsty and they want to survive. Now, with no food and no water, it's approximately three days of a walk of exhausting energy that people will last before they become too weak to continue on. So we always say that you want to be three days walk away from any major city. A one hour's drive. One hour drive or three hour. Yep. Three day walk. Yep. That's it. That's a real thing. I mean, so you think about it, you know, immediately New York City, they're they're going to be trapped on that island. There's no food coming in. There's no water sources for them to go and just grab water to say that they're going to, you know, drink or whatever, except in Central Park. And then everybody's going to be going there as well. But then everybody's what, – what are they going to heat it with? What are they going to clean, clean it with? These people are living day to day. They literally go to the deli, the local store, and buy their daily food every single day. And most people don't realize that the grocery stores only have three days of food. So when you're thinking about you know, the, that we're talking about the different food stores and dried foods and this kind of thing, I mean if you went to the grocery store right now – in three days, if everybody's making a run on it, there's not going to be three days there. It's going to be mm-hmm. less than one day, and it's going to be over. So the problem is, is if you haven't already prepared, when you say, oh, well, I'll just run down the store real quick and pick up whatever, everything else I need. No, that's what everybody else is going to do as well. And so you have to think of things completely different, a different ratio. Um, yeah, the, the hours drive, that's a real thing. And it's – I would hate to be in these major like Atlanta, um, even Miami, South Florida – there's a lot of people down there, and a lot of their their food is shipped in from all over the country. So think about those people that get become they, those would be islands where you're going to suffer in. Either you got to get out of there, or you're going to die there. And whoever's stuck there left, why why would you want to stay there? What resources are you going to really have? Right, right, and this is why I think it's imperative for a lot of people to to have an acre, two acres, five acres of land. That's in the middle of nowhere. In Western New York, that's really easy to do, by the way. You can go out to Dansville or, or Warsaw, those areas. You can pick up land pretty decently cheap out there. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can have your little your little piece of, uh, of, of earth as well as go out there and, you know, dig a big hole in the ground, throw a bunker right. in there, stock it up with everything that you need. And uh, have a route to get there that doesn't take uh, any interstates or major highways. Right. Yeah. You you really got to think of things completely different. Like even if you – let's say you live in a smaller town. I mean your neighbors that you think are cool and all this other th- stuff, when they're hungry, they don't give a crap. If they're hungry and their kids are going hungry, they're gonna they're coming after you. So there's – I mean this is all real. I mean this is this is all the doomsday stuff, the, the – you know, the beyond the Thunderdome, you know, the border town – uh, those all all those things that can be can happen in just a flash. Like we could be literally talking on this the the station right now, and this thing clicked off. What what happens if right now in this moment? What would you? What would be the first thing you did if everything clicked off right now? Right now, boom! It's it's black I, in your I, house. I, I'd reset my browser. Oh, would you? You go to the you go to the modem. Doop, doop, doop. <laughs> I, I, my my energy my my battery backup would kick in. And I'd be like, why isn't it working? I got a battery backup. <laughs> yeah, man, what's going on? The grid's not going? What? Well, I wonder you know, if some of the, the – they're not investing in a grid that actually can withstand that stuff is actually part of the plan to keep us weak. 
Well, yeah. I mean, well, that that's one of the main things that we've been talking about the last few years are the vulnerabilities that are being exploited within the electric grid, within the supply chain. Um, th- this is showing us where we're vulnerable and where we're weak, but they're still not doing anything about it. So that tells me that they're systematically chipping away at the foundation on purpose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we don't know how to take care of ourselves. Think about the idea that there's a revolution of people going out there and saying, like, just like, you know, yesterday she's telling us about the different things she's done to fix herself, right? She's repaired herself. She's been in accidents, those things. I mean, that kind of technology, that's not really technology. That's a way of healing yourself with what God gave you around you. And we really need to be looking at, what do we have the books? Do we have the paper books? Not the PDF on our computer that's not going to work anymore, but the actual physical books that know how to you know, take oregano and put it in olive oil and these kind of things. But do you even have olive oil that doesn't go rancid? Do you even have the ability to go out and find these herbs without knowing? Not, if it doesn't come in a jar off the shelf, do you know how to find them in the, in the area around you? That's what we were talking about, the little microsphere of your backyard, being able to take care of those things. Yep. And, and, you know, this spring, that's something that you have to plan is go out there and and at the very least have some heirloom seeds, know how to germinate them, know how to grow them, you know, know know somebody who has chickens, nobody knows somebody who has goats. Those are going to be two critical components, you know, know someone who, who has five acres that you can, you know, move to or go to if things go bad. How valuable is a horse all of a sudden when your car doesn't start? Your Tesla doesn't go. Well, what you is a horse worth a horse. all of a sudden? Yeah. You got to feed a horse, yeah. so I don't know. So. <laughs> That's just another mouth to feed. That's a big mouth to feed. <laughs> yeah, but it gets me from here to there, right? My That's transportation. Right. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week on the Dark Delight Show. Take care. Bye-bye.